Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Caesar and the Wise Guy Podcast, episode 28. And this is Caesar. This is the wise guy over here. Hey, yo. Hey, we're finally back after four months. I know we took some time off, but we never left. Got some reasons behind that. You know, less than a week after we recorded our last episode back in mid-March, I was blessed, or my wife and I were blessed with a new child, a new daughter. So we're happy about that. And as you parents know, that's a lot of work. So that requires yeah. a lot of priority with the newborn child. So we had to take some time off. We're yeah, back, life. though, ready to do this. We got a great show. And Mike, what's up with you, man? How's everything going with you? Um, definitely had to take some time off. Definitely congratulations on new child, new life came in, but, uh, also my mother had passed away and rest in power to her. Um, yeah, rest in peace. Taking all the great advice she gave, she dedicated her life to being a great teacher. I was extremely close to her and she's with me in my heart every second. But yeah. with that comeback, the comeback is greater than the setback. So let's make this a great comeback for Caesar and the wise guy. We have a lot to talk about, don't we? Yeah, man. Great show coming your way. Lots of things to get into. I mean, we got NBA Finals, the whole Richard Sherman incident. Tom Brady been playing with the torn MCL. And we'll review our top five NFL quarterback picks back in the draft. Mm -hmm. You know, we got a lot of things to get off our chest. We haven't really had a chance to do so. Mm -hmm. Definitely get into baseball, man. It's a whole, pretty much a half a season played. And we'll talk about today's <laughs> hottest young stars. Also, top trade candidates before the deadline. And you guys can watch us now. We'll upload some video content for the show. So you want to stay tuned to social media, Twitter. You can find us at Caesar and Wise Guy. You can find Find us on YouTube, Instagram. And if you guys haven't subscribed to our podcast yet, you can do so on all major platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Let's get it going, man. It's time to get on with the show. Let's do it. Let's get into some NBA talk, the finals. Um, it's been amazing to watch. Devin Booker has been nothing but amazing. The most points in NBA history for somebody to come in and play in the postseason for the first time. That's been amazing offensively. We all know defense wins championships. Right. And the Milwaukee Bucks have been incredible on defense, especially that notorious block that we saw. <laughs> from Giannis on DeAndre. Yeah, back in game four. It was heard across the world. LeBron block, you know, everyone's yeah. kind of talking about, even though it was done against my Warriors, I, I still think LeBron's block was even more significant. Game seven, more at stake. So, but that Giannis block, it was almost like he had eyes in the back of his head. Oh my God. It took so much athletic ability to yeah. make that block, <laughs> just to come in within the box and time it correctly on the right. alley to make that block. Because Devin Booker just threw it up. It looked like he was going to go up for a teardrop. Oh my God. It was an incredible play to watch and that would have tied the game up, but it was a great stop and it changed the whole momentum there at that time. Anyway, but I really want to talk about what has gotten to me since the beginning of the series, even during the first two games that the Bucks lost is the offensive rebounding ability of the Milwaukee Bucks yeah. plus seven plus seven, even the first two games that they lost. So they were still growing on offensive ability. Mm -hmm and learning that they can board and get right. those second chance shots. Definitely Drew Holiday played incredible defense against Chris yeah. Paul and won that game. And then again in game four, the turnovers killed the Suns because the Bucks only shot, what, 40%? The Suns shot much better 
the Bucks still won the game. It was the turnovers and the offensive rebounds. Yeah, they forced rebound. a lot of turnovers, man, including Chris Paul. Forced them to cough up, Chris especially Paul, that. Chris Paul gagged that up very... game three and four. And, and, and it's not really like, I mean, I'm pulling for the Suns. I'm pulling for Chris Paul to win a championship. He's my dog. We all love Chris Paul. We love the person he is. We love him on and off the court. He has a grit to him, man. Yeah. But Drew Holiday's defense, he really seems to have his number. And plus the size of the Milwaukee Bucks are really starting to kill them. Plus, if they sit DeAndre Ayton, what kind of size do the Suns really have against the Bucks? So it's yeah. really making an impact. It's not a surprise about Chris Paul and the playoffs. I mean, there's so many things we Correct. can kind of point to about Chris yep. Paul, the shoulda, coulda, woulda's, you know, his injured game six, game seven. It's always got to be something with Chris Paul. Definitely going to be a in the Hall of Fame. It's just a matter of getting that ring. I mean, he's got a shot now. Right. Plus, Chris Paul is playing injured. Oh, yeah. He's got those torn ligaments on his finger. Yeah. Yeah. He's not admitting it, though. (laughs) No, not at all. He's not that type of player. But like Chris Paul- going to make excuses over here. Like Coach Monty said, you know, things are correctable. But anyway, there's other basketball being played. NBA is going to the Tokyo Olympics. There we go. <laughs> Tokyo Olympics. Finally. So after a year, but we're getting to it now. Yeah. And what sticks out with their 12 man roster really is that the only two players that have gold medals is Kevin Durant, obviously, and Draymond Green. Everybody yeah. else has never participated or has never, has really never participated in the Olympics before. Even the star studded players. Players like Dame Lillard and things like that. So. Yeah, you would think so. And even what Damon Booker is participating, playing just in the finals. And he's still a young guy, but you I mean you would think mm-hmm. it would be taxing on his body. They want to take some time off. He but hey, it nose. says a lot about him <laughs> accepting with that. He wants to be on the Olympic team. It kind of adds a little bit too. more to your resume. Yeah. Bam Adebayo. This is probably going to be his first ever type mm-hmm. of tournament play. So he's first ever for to the that. Heat to have a player yeah. in the Olympics. So for sure. that's kind of interesting also. And I think with Katie's previous success, they can learn, they can kind of pick his brain. You know, there's a different mm-hmm. approach. I mean, of course, we're not basketball players, but we kind of understand that the approach is a lot different from just playing in the United States type of NBA style. You'll be going playing internationally. Mentality has to be at a different point. You look at what just happened not so long ago, losing exhibition games. So if anything, yeah. they can learn from that and the fact that you can't just go in there and assume you're just going to steamroll your opponent just because you're not right. NBA They were complaining about the refs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were complaining about the refs. They they're were used to doing they here were in the United and- States. The, the rules are a little bit different. Anyway, enough about basketball. Let's let's kind of get into the NFL. And I want to kind of take a quick moment to approach mm-hmm. this Richard Sherman incident that happened right. just a little bit ago. He put out that apology statement and everything, which I don't even know if that was necessary on his part, but he put it out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Twitter he knew it was coming though, right? But yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just because of the person that he is in the community and all that good stuff. He was charged with five misdemeanors. We all saw the video. We all heard the disturbing audio, especially by that 911 dispatcher who handled it all wrong. (laughs) How quickly does Uh, an audio release literally less than 12 hours after the whole incident? Yeah, she handled it wrong. I mean, how is she even employed? I mean, I hope she's not employed right now. Let's all give prayers to Richard Sherman and his family that he just betters himself and everything is okay. Oh, yeah. And and I send positive energy. Yeah, mental health is no joke. I mean, he was going through some depression. No. He was talking about committing suicide. I mean, I think his wife made that call because she was really more concerned about his safety. Not that we would like to depict 
police officers as being some superheroes because, you know, sometimes they just respond to some incidences and they're kind of praying they, they don't use any of the weapons against them. And unfortunately, they had to use a canine on him and had to go to the hospital, get cleaned up a little bit. Neither here nor there. We know how cerebral Richard Sherman is, how really remorseful he is. Yes, it was under some alcohol. You never know. It could be a combination of CTE, a combination of depression. He's taking some pills. A lot of things could be going through his mind. He's human as much as he does for the community. He's not a 49er. Technically, he's a free agent, but things he's done, the way he's elevated his mental strength. And he's grown up a little bit too. You know, you can see that by the way he mm-hmm. kind of behaves really when he's doing interviews now. He's not like the young mid-20s Richard Sherman had a little more rage. When I first heard the news, the words domestic violence and burglary or whatever. Oh no, this is not. I, I literally hey, thought it like, was. Wow. Like, they got the wrong guy. But at the end, you know, when you heard the details, we're saying that he graduate. did not. Yeah, Stanford graduate. He knows better. I think the fact and he can tell he knows better. He didn't hit his wife. He didn't really injure right. his father-in-law. He was just beating oh, on the she door. She was so. right there by his side every step of the yeah. way. Let's not forget, no matter who we are, stars, no matter who we are, we're all just humans. That's basically it. We are all yeah, no just humans. Nobody is yeah. perfect in this world, especially the 49ers. They're not perfect. They're an awful team. Um, <laughs> you got to go there. So. You know, we're, we're going to get into this a little later, but you say that knowing that we're primed to be with a roster stack to be the best and more Super Bowl so, bound than any other team in the NFL right now. So but you're so overrated. like I said, we'll get into so, that in just a second. Let's talk and about overrated let's talk about Jets some, back there. Let's talk about some quarterbacks because we haven't talked yeah, about do like, some of the rookies in the draft. And I want to start timing. with the best the best rookie quarterback prospect in this draft, Zach Wilson, on the Jets. Uh, I think you kind of overused the word, maybe the best. Think a little bit out of line, a, if you ask me, for Jets For a few man. reasons. For a few reasons, number one being our GM, Joe Douglas, focused on our offensive line. Now, you build the team from the inside out. He focused on the offensive line. For Zach Wilson, he did not do what we did to Sam Darnold or any of the other previous quarterbacks that the Jets had. We are giving this young man a chance to succeed at least and not get hit. And he's going to have time in the pocket at least to make a decision. We got a huge, possibly future Pro Bowl guard, Elijah Vera Tucker, to go along with Makai Becton, who we got last year. We signed Morgan Moses to go on the right side. We have a stacked wall. Right now, we have the athletic. Come on, don't make George it seem like Font. it's a. I mean, okay, to play swing. <laughs> this is going to be an incredible offensive line that is going to surprise people because Zach Wilson is going to have all the time in the world and perform. They still and need to prove that off his athletic ability. And He's he got will. the ability. And, still got to prove it. Oh yeah, and we also drafted Elijah Moore, the super fast athletic wide receiver. I can't wait to see that connection. We have who I expect to be our starting running back, the rookie Michael Carter, who's going to have a fantastic year behind that offensive line. I believe this. We're going to be a surprise. Now, all these rookies are going to go through their growing pains, and I understand yeah, that. About a year long. Have, so we have a lot more offensive talent, and then on the defensive end, we even improved. Even though we need help, we may have the number one pass rusher in our entire division in Carl Lawson. I know. All this being said, Trev- the Jets stole our coach, the 49ers, Robert Sala. Now he's your head coach. I can't stole wait him. for him to change this That's culture. That's why they I, had that potential. We- 
Yes. I'll take it. We stole him. <laughs> now understand Trevor Lawrence. Let's talk about him because I understand he's supposed to be the next Andrew Luck, like supposed to be the next big thing coming out of college. And I understand he's supposed to be the best quarterback, but the offensive line in Jacksonville needs a lot of work. There's, Not it needs, work. it's major work in progress. If he's behind there struggling under an awful offensive line, nobody's going to be able to be successful. Successful. Not your quarterback, not your wide receivers, not your running. Like nobody's, everybody's going to struggle behind a difficult offensive line. And the defense is. Eh, yeah, they had like, th- they were ranked like 31st in football outsiders defense last year. I mean, you're going to be ranked in the 30s for the most part and expecting I mean, Trevor Lawrence to be your savior. Right. Yeah. Just because you have a big name coach coming out of college and the number one quarterback in the draft. <laughs> That's not going to And who did that coach team. sign? Who did he sign after eight years in the Tim minors Tebow. with New York Mets? And he never actually had a chance, <laughs> Tebow, to make that MLB call up, which I'd like to see. Everybody was kind of waiting. His and career is over pass, in the majors, in the minors. The only yeah. pass Tim Tebow ever caught in the NFL was on a route that the ball hit him on the back of the helmet. Like, <laughs> it's the only gonna, pass that was I, ever thrown I still thrown find to him. it hard to believe. I mean, only Urban Meyer can get Tim Tebow. There's no way Tebow, not even a football player if it wasn't for Urban Meyer. Of course, our connection in Florida and everything, they got mm-hmm. all that. I mean, he has to be a physical specimen, obviously. I'll give him props, though. He, the guy's in shape. We'd also want him to fall flat on his face and embarrass himself. You know, who's going to get him in fantasy? We'll see. Anyways, I'm, anyways, I'm still we'll, surprised we'll he got a job before Kaepernick. You know? Yeah, I, I'm, exactly. Moving on. I don't even want to talk about that. Moving on, because <laughs> I, I I mean, yeah, my no. feelings run deep. Yeah, we, we could go on. Moving on. One, yeah. Mac Jones. He's in a decent position. The Patriots, you know, obviously Bill Belichick, the coach of all coaches. They made a lot of additions this offseason. They went crazy Mm -hmm. in spending. I don't know if their wide receivers are the biggest additions. I know their tight ends are amazing. They have... Hunter Henry and Joni Smith. So they have some serious potential there. And the way that Josh McDaniels runs that offense is pretty deadly with the two tight end tandem. They have a pretty good offensive line, pretty good defense. It's just a matter of who's going to be the starting quarterback, Mac Jones or Yeah, I was just about to say, you never know Bill Belichick, even though, I mean, he doesn't really care about your emotions. You know, he's made some very controversial decisions, like not starting Butler in a Super Bowl where he could have be a big difference maker for the most part. So I honestly feel he's going to start Cam Newton at least, you know, maybe wait for him to struggle. Not that he wants him to struggle, but he's got to give Cam Newton a chance. You know, see what he does. Mac Jones still, he's got to learn an NFL level. You can't just really throw him out there. and has got we'll some say. skill. Eventually, he'll be their quarterback, obviously, what it's right. leading up to. But he could be a bust. We've seen previous quarterbacks pick and become bust. I think- Look uh, at Jimmy Garoppolo, no. bust. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but uh, no, just to correct myself, Mac Jones, we actually anticipated Mac Jones with the whole 49ers, Trey Lance thing. We actually thought yes. he was going to be, you know, top three. But yeah, well, that's what the, I was referring Patriots to. The Patriots are actually quite happy with Mac Jones that they were joking around saying that we want to call the 49ers and thank them for passing on him. But yeah, just kind of getting into but, these quarterbacks. Justin Fields with Justin the Fields. Chicago Bears. Who would have thought? Who would have thought they would have been with the now Bears? Look, Can you I don't that? know too much about him, but I saw a video on him recently with a visor on, and he looks fantastic. With so the visor. he's okay. got an interesting <laughs> wide receiver combination. You know, Allen Robinson, who's awesome, Anthony Miller, and the super fast Darnell Mooney. So he's like a Tyreek Hill kind of player. So that's a good trio for the rookie to start. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just. 
a matter of are they going to start him or start Andy Dalton? I mean, if you saw the upside that the Bears were going, or even with Mitch Trubisky was no longer with the team, they were kind of ascending. They were, you know, the defense was picking it up, the offense was picking it up. So they're actually trending in the right direction. So I think Justin Fields ends up being a pretty good selection. So unfortunately, right. he ended up being the number 11 pick. We're all saying top five guarantee. People even put their money on Justin Fields being top five. Maybe the Niners could have snagged them. Maybe it was going to be with the Jets, but number 11. And he's, I mean, so and he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They actually wear that for the rest of their careers and knowing that they're not even a top 10 pick. That's insulting too. Right. Them. Yeah, absolutely. And but, he's putting in the work. So I think that about wraps it up for our rookie quarterback. Uh, no, no, no. Wait, wait, hold on. We, we got one guy. We got the man. We got Trey Lance, man. This is the guy everyone was talking so about. So I think that about wraps it up for our rookie quarterback. Let, let's get this straight. The 49ers <laughs> drafted. They had to trade it up with the Dolphins, I believe, to be number three just to snag Trey Lance. And all we heard, and this is a, we haven't really had a chance to get into because we weren't recording the podcast, but that's all we heard. It's Trey Lance. Where is he going to end That was up? the dumbest and trade ever. To my relief. Trey Lance ended up at number three. I predicted he'll be at number three. Niners got him. He hopefully is a second coming of Montana or Steve Young. The 49ers have been waiting forever and a day. I know that's funny too. I know that's funny too. Forever and a day, we thought it was going to be Alex Smith and we thought it was going to be Colin Kaepernick and then we're still searching. I even think Jeff Garcia still doesn't give enough credit for being a great quarterback. I think his career was cut short with the 49ers. But anyways, I mean, I can go on and on. But Trey Lance, he has the most tremendous upside. He's young from North Dakota. I think he's only thrown like one interception. Maybe he has none. I don't know what, what the record is. Well, all I know, man, under Mike- He was pretty good Mike's, in college. Kyle Shanahan, equipped with the best roster in football, the most prime ready, successful team right now, assuming we don't lose someone significant, like we don't want to lose Nick Bosa again. But man, the 49ers are stacked with a potential with Trey Lance. Jimmy they Garoppolo. are overrated completely. <laughs> I want them to keep Jimmy they are, G though. They are after overrated all I just com- said, Jimmy G makes it. They're going to trade Jimmy garbage. But oh, they're no, overrated no, no. completely. But Trey Lance will thrive there. I mean, they have amazing wide receivers in Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, obviously George Brandon Kittle, Ayuk, one of the top tight ends. I think mm-hmm. Darren Waller personally on the Raiders is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think he, he has a ceiling on him. By the way, remember that name, everybody. Darren Waller, if you haven't heard of him yet. Anyway, George Kittle, <laughs> and everybody knows their defense. Nick Bosa's coming back. So they do have a stacked team, and Trey Lance is walking into just a real successful opportunity. I do think the 49ers are an overrated team, along with the LA Rams. I think the Broncos are an overrated team. I think a few teams that. Yeah, of course, the best teams always get the most insulting comments. So, yes, things like but, overrated. But hey, I think Trey Lance is very raw, but I think it's a good situation for him because he's got good coaches around him. So anyway, the combination um, with Trey Sermon and Trey Lance, the two trays, uh, that's going to be something to watch. So let's pay attention to that coming up. So we'll see. Let's talk about somebody we do know because I do not know Trey Lance. Tom Brady. He played last season with an MCL tear the entire season. Won the Super Bowl, everything. Yeah. So with the brace on. Yeah. Yeah. So he played the entire season on one leg and won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Amazing how like, a secret could be kept and get away with it. That's crazy. Right? Exactly how you say it now and get away with a secret. So the NFL yeah. has a policy. He admitted it. Mm-hmm. Not only did Even he props admit for admitting it. it. Well, I don't know if he really meant Maybe to. Maybe he was kind of forced to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
But regardless, and he had surgery on it. There so you go. He got it fixed. The truth so. leaked out. There you go. But the league has a handbook, and apparently there's a violation of a policy if you don't know. Yeah, so a violation may result in the commissioner discipline, includes a fine for the involved club, like suspension and the involved individual, yeah. as well as possible forfeiture of the draft choices. That's what the rule book mm-hmm. states. But we know Roger Goodell, buddy-buddy with Tom Brady. You know, he's not. He, he already, already suspended s- him for the flake gate. Um, yeah. Yes. Come on. Imagine getting <laughs> Tom Brady two times. <laughs> that would be so great. Oh, for things my you would never expect. A freaking deflated football and then having your own MCL torn and playing on a brace and no one knowing about it. I mean, who in the whole history? We could live life 20,000 more times and that scenario will not happen again with one person. But hey, it did right? happen with Tom Brady. And he took him to I the Super that- Bowl. On one I leg. Think that that's, <laughs> I think that that should be a tremendous punishment. Well, they asked the NFL if they're going to punish him, and they and, were just like, Aaron like, Rodgers, uh, quote, no comment. And Aaron Rodgers is thinking, damn, I lost to Tom Brady on one leg. Jeez, <laughs> mad, mad right. at Matt LaFleur for not letting him go for the fourth down. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Enough about football. Enough about Tom Brady. It's making me sick. Let's get into some yeah. baseball already. <laughs> Half the season is over for for like five months. God, God, it's past all-star break. The Yankees are so difficult to watch. (laughs) It's breaking my heart. They all have Hey, at least they're over 500. The number one winning percentage in baseball, the San Francisco Giants. Who would have ever predicted? Even I was saying, I mean, of course, I would have not said that at the beginning of the season. But so far, first place. The Yankees all have COVID and they're injured. (laughs) It's so hard Gabe Kapler taking over the whole MLB with the squad. No one knows about all they know is Buster Posey and Brandon Crawford. No one can name their center okay. fielder. No one can name their right fielder. It's amazing what the Giants are doing right now. But, yeah, we'll get into God. that in a little bit. I just kind of wanted to throw that out there because I know you hate I pray to when God I talk the Yankees about- do something before trade deadline. Let's talk about some of the greatest players Well, Chapman could stop right giving now. up grand slams in uh, late innings. But anyways, go ahead. We, we're not even playing him right now. He's, <laughs> he's struggling so much. On my own team, too. Anyway, I want to dedicate this segment of our show right now to Stephen A. Smith. Because he made, honestly, some <laughs> awful comments that Showtime Otani should not be the face the of baseball. most logical comments. Because, because he, he just said because he shouldn't he didn't be the f- English. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be the. He said you shouldn't be the face. You can't be the face of baseball in America because you need a translator because you came to this country and you can't speak English. That's sure. why he can't be the face or surpass Mike Trout or something. Obviously, like that, he apologized the most, to the Asian community yes, and everything. After the fact. But like, it still. Which I'm sure, but he had a he ESPN had like an entire butt, segment uh, about this with words at the bottom talking about it, it was pre thought out. No one stopped him at ESPN. He's trying to say that oh this is not an ESPN thing, but ESPN allowed the producers allowed him to spew those words. They knew what he was going to say. It wasn't something he just randomly yeah. said. So some accountability has to be held too with ESPN. And he skated away. Absolutely. Rachel Nichols lost her job for a recorded video which she said privately to somebody, and she loses her job. But you can't get rid of Mr. ESPN. ESPN, Stephen A. Smith, because you get rid of him, there is no ESPN in their minds. Right. Max Kellerman anyway. wouldn't have a first take job. But anyways, go, oh, let's go on. Not, not even in a heartbeat. But yeah. we'll get into Showtime in a minute. But Vlad Showtime? Guerrero. Junior. He is. Put on the show. 
He's doing just as good as his dad, by the way. Even better, but he's matching his father. Won the uh, MVP in the All-Star game with the bombs that he's hitting. He could have 50 home runs by the end of the season. So can the three-way player, Shohei Otani. There you go. Not only is he pitching, has like, what, a two-something ERA, but he's also on track to hit 50 home runs. That's unbelievable. There are comparisons to Babe Ruth. We've never seen Mike Trout. The first Otani. I mean, you know, he's unbelievable. He's the first. Yeah. This is the first time we've ever seen anything like this. Right, right. So why kinda, shouldn't he throws? He, he threw 100 miles an hour in the All Star game. I saw him clock 100 miles an hour. He was just letting it rip. He participated in a in a home run derby. He <laughs> did a great job. I mean, he kind of had a slow start. Very next day, led off the game with the American League. The but, first guy he faced was participate. Tatis. We haven't even got into Fernando <laughs> Tatis Jr., which is a great. Who, uh, not, not to mention another yeah. player who can hit 50 home runs by the end of yeah. the season. So we could have um, three guys, Vladdy Jr., Tatis Jr., and Shohei all hit over 50 bombs, which is crazy. I don't even remember anything like this happening recently, you know? And they did the balls, not to mention that. Caesar and I discussed that on one of our past episodes Mm -hmm. a little while ago. I mean, it's just great to see. This is just wonderful baseball. The trade deadline is coming up. Let's go. There are some great candidates. Chris Bryant is a big name. Mad Max Scherzer, Trevor Story, who I, I would love to talk about Story. He, I would love to see him go to the Yankees. Mm-hmm. We need Trevor Story at shortstop. He's right around 250, which is not terrible, not great. Mm-hmm. But I think the new environment would really, I, I mean, he was in the home run derby. I think we could use him at bat. If not him, I think the defense of Baez would be great. I know we were looking Bobby at Bias, Gallo. Yeah. Baez yeah. is not batting well, but he is a phenomenal defender. So Trevor Story would be great. I would love to get Kimbrell because of right. how awful Chapman is right now. Um, So that would just be great. I mean, his fastball is pumping in the upper 90s easily. Every team would want a guy like Kimbrell. He comes and does his job. He's a definition of a closer. You know, he's been doing it for years with Atlanta, the Cubs, you know. So now he could be dealt with because the Cubs are going nowhere. You know, him, Chris Bryant, and mm-hmm. Happy Bias. But I was going to say also, yeah. going back to Trevor Story, man. Are they going to just he would, rebuild if he started or something? With, if Trevor Story started with the Yankees, he would be Jeter-esque maybe, except for the whole batting average part. I mean, he doesn't bat over 300, I don't think. But with the homers and the defense, I mean, come on now. I mean, he could still have a really second half of his career could be Hall of Fame worthy if he keeps it up. I mean, he's still a young guy. I think the one trade that I do not want to see Dodgers getting Chris Bryant, and I think the Dodgers would try to throw <laughs> a lot of money on getting Chris Bryant from the Cubs. The Dodgers and Giants, they like their multi-faceted infielders, outfielders. They love a guy like that. He fits in anywhere, third base, left field, whatever yeah. the case may be. I'm like, come on. you, Chris Bryant and Dodger Blue does not match. It just, it almost feels like the Cubs and Dodgers had this rivalry and he would look good in the Giants uniform. Don't get me wrong. Orange and black. He's a nice guy. <laughs> I mean, why would you want to go to the evil dark side? You guys would. Dodgers, you guys could you use know? Kimbrel too. <laughs> we got Rogers. We got McGee, but they're not actually labeled our closer. They kind of take turns, but we need like just a right, shut down closer. And I think solid closer Kimbrel. And Kimbrel. We could actually use Kimbrel. Yeah, he's a shutdown closer. He is. His ERA is like what less than one. His WHIP is at like a point six six. His strikeouts are incredible. He's somebody that I wish that we would be looking at and interested in. But anyway, I want to wrap this up. Seize, this has been so much fun. The comeback is always greater than the setback, man. I know, it Um, feels good. 
Caesar and the wise guy. Want to thank everybody who did stay with us and follow us and look forward to newer Thanks episodes. For your we look yes, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We appreciate all our fans and we look forward to bringing you new sports buzz. Caesar yep. and the wise guy. Want to give shout outs to everybody. Bismarcky, rest in peace as well. Yeah, rest in um, peace. Hip hop. We'll continue to bring it. Take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>